<laughs> Welcome nice. to the Flying Film Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, St. George. And today I'm um, joined with a very special guest, Stefan Esnese. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Sin. appreciate it. Great to have you on. Great have I you know. On. It's been coming for a while now. Yeah. Um, you are one part of the Fine Film family. Well, thank you. I do we've appreciate been, uh, that. We've been doing this for a little while together. We have. And I'm very glad to finally have you on the, on the cast. Well, thanks, man. I do appreciate that. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, cheers. Cheers, man. Hey. It's been a long 13 months. It's been, it's been a long time, yeah. I, I do apologize. I have taken a bit of a backseat recently. <laughs> That's okay. Um, All the fans watching out there <laughs> really enjoy your videos. It, it's a shame. I mean, I I love doing it for quite some time. I still Is it do- because the soccer, the Euros are on and uh, Look, you've been super yeah. busy? That certainly up. has implicated my mornings, I won't lie. And it's led to a very baggy-eyed me. But I think... There was a combination of issues. One, the laptop issue, which you and I know all too well about. Correct. Um, don't tell Adobe. <laughs> Adobe, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we paid for that license. It's your fault. <laughs> um, the second one, I think it was just one of those situations where, I mean, last year we had a lot of time yeah. on our hands. COVID was right. So I pushed that into your, into your mouth right there. Oh, there thank you, perfect. sir. Perfect. COVID was right, obviously. Yeah, it was. It gave us something to do, a creative muse and a bit of an outlet. It did. Um, something that I certainly love doing that we- We both love film. Love doing. We love film. Um, I think maybe in the past couple of months, I've just sort of lost my way. But <laughs> when I saw you do this podcast <laughs> recently, the very first one, in fact, yeah. it got me excited again. Movies, I won't lie. Movies get you excited again. That's they do. The, that's the beauty of movies. And even being here tonight again and seeing the posters on the wall oh, and even this here. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. So it's great. I had to be on here. I had to come back. I wanted to do this again. And the, the, the movie we're talking about tonight is one of my all-time favorite movies. One of your Both of our all-time, all-time favorite favorites. movies. So I think it's the perfect evening. It's a perfect it's a perfect time to be to be on. Absolutely. I'm super excited to have you on. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, you know, as you said, we both love movies. We do. And this is the perfect platform for us to discuss. It certainly is. And express our love for movies. video can only do so much. <laughs> exactly. Um, as you mentioned earlier, mm. and if you couldn't tell by the opening line, we're here to discuss a very beautiful film called The Prestige. The Prestige. It's a Christopher Nolan film. It is. Arguably one of his best films. Certainly. Um, which we'll get to later on in the segment. Yep. Um, but we both love it. It's uh, arguably one of our favorite films. Absolutely. Of all time. I would definitely put it in my top five. I'm still. Uh, it's, it's certainly in my top ten. Top I mean, ten. Top I, I, sh- I shuffle between those. Yeah. You know, sort of every season. Depends. Uh, you know, the time of the year. You know, what you're what mood you're in. Well, you and I just <laughs> touched on it. You got a glimpse of it downstairs again, and already in that moment, it sort of jumps up a ranking in my mind. It I think does, it sort of it sits does. comfortably between the eighth or ninth spot. I think it does. It's uh, it's definitely up there. Um, the movie was released in 2008. Jesus. It's classified as a mystery drama. Okay. Its runtime is two hours and 10 minutes. Yep. Directed by Christopher Nolan. It was based on a novel written by a man called Christopher Priest. Okay. Also Christopher. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And loosely based on his um, novel. And then the Nolan brothers got this. Jonah. Jonah (laughs) as well as uh, Chris um, got this material and they, they were able to write this screenplay. Um, there's an interesting story because there was a bunch of like, you know, a lot of people wanted to make this film apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Understandably. Understandably. Yeah. Cause it's great. Um, there's an interesting story of like who was kind of, uh, bidding on it and who actually wanted to, you know, make it. And it really came down to this, um, this author, Christopher Priest to choose who he wanted his director to be. Really? And can you guess who 
the the studios really wanted to make this and who was really close to having this. Okay. Uh, high profile? High profile. Movie came out in 2008, so they would have been working on this like years before. Certainly. Okay. Uh, who's hot in the 2000s as give me, well? Give me like a hot director from back then. Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, who... There's a number of them out there. I mean, my mind goes somewhere like Paul Thomas Anderson, perhaps. PTA. PTA. Very good choice. I think he would have done a good, he would have done a good job, actually. Um, possibly, yeah. Spielberg, possibly. Ooh. He uh, loves magicians, doesn't he? Does, he? <laughs> uh, I would say Darren Aronofsky. That's also a good choice. I think he would do it quite well. Also a very good choice. Uh, look, those are my three guesses. Would you like to know who oh, it was? I'd love to. Go on. He came very hot off a very hot movie as well called American Beauty, Sam Mendes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Sam Mendes was, uh, was, was going to be his follow-up to uh, American Beauty. Really? And then um, the priest, Christopher Priest, um, he received um, a copy of Christopher Nolan's film called The Following, which was his like indie film, right? Yeah. Predates Memento. Predates Memento because he uh, Memento was actually in post-production at the time. Correct. So he couldn't show him like, Memento, right? Shows him following, and the priest loved it, and he chose fucking Nolan. I love you calling him the priest as well now. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gangs of New York, the yeah. priest. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of like how they um, got to actually make the film. Um, oh, and they got the rights to do it, right? I wonder how it would have been with Sam Mendes. Yeah. I mean, I see a few parallels between two of them. They both ha- they both handled big production. That's true. I mean, well, Sam Mendes took on James Bond. He did. And did a Great, great job, film. might I add. But, I mean, yeah, we both know yeah. that. He's a great filmmaker. Certainly. But I think he's a different type of filmmaker. He is. Well, yeah. I mean, the prestige is so – there's so much mystery woven into it, and yeah. Nolan just does it's that. It's very Nolan-esque. It's well. It's <laughs> Nolan-esque. <laughs> that son of a bitch. He does it so well. It's true. He does it so well. Um, let me read the synopsis of the film. Please. And then we'll we'll just break down a little bit of the plot. Okay. And okay. Uh, we'll just see yeah, where we'll we go from there. See where we go from there. Let it happen. All right. The plot reads – Two friends and fellow magicians become bitter enemies after a sudden tragedy. As they devote themselves to this rivalry, they make sacrifices that bring them bring them fame, but with terrible consequences. So they get fame, but terrible consequences. The cost. The cost. The cost. <laughs> Great. Great snobs. When did you watch this movie when you were younger? I actually did. So I watched. The do you remember watching this it? movie? I do. It yeah. Um, I had a friend of mine give it to me on a burnt disc. I was living at my grandparents <laughs> at the time because we were renovating our house. Great. So I was like year eight or year nine. Me. Yeah. Awkward haircut uh, at my grandparents' house. Were there for was there nine months? Your mother days when you had it was yeah. my straightening hair days. <laughs> and Singlets. I remember watching the film way back when. And again, I only knew Christian Bale, who that guy at the time. I knew him as the guy who was Batman. Yeah, yeah. So Batman Begins. Batman Begins became uh, came out yeah, before this. Just before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly that same year, The yeah. Dark Knight came out, I believe. Um, sorry if I said – did I say 2004? So I believe it was 2004. I think no, you said 2008. came out in 2006. I might have misread that and said 2008. Well, they, I think you did. So um, yeah. apologies for that. I thought so. <laughs> Christopher Noel, I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> The Dark Knight came out in 2008. Batman Begins in 05. Correct. The Prestige in 06. 2006, correct. There you go. So I knew it was the guy who played the new Batman. The new Batman, yeah. Obviously, everyone knows who Hugh Jackman is. I mean, it's an Australian to not know who Hugh Jackman is. Sexy. Sexy, man. The ultimate Australian (laughs) man in my my mind. Um, And I absolutely loved it. And it's one of those films that I sort of revisit 
you know, every few years. And obviously back then, you know, I was what, 15, 16, awkward with a bad haircut. And, you know, you grow up and you learn things and your understandings a little more intimately. You evolve and you watch that film again and again and again. And guess what? It gets better. Yeah, yeah. Every time I watch it, I enjoy it a little bit more. I notice something something else I didn't notice beforehand. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It is. But keep going. Yeah. I'll tell you when I first watched it. Okay. It would have been the same year because how else would I have watched it? <laughs> uh, it would have been the same year. I went to uh, visit my uncle in New Zealand, in oh, Auckland. No way. Okay. And I was a young, I was a young man. <laughs> and um, he wanted to take us to the cinemas, right, and to like watch a film. We're like on holiday. And he's like, there's, there's a couple of movies playing. There's The Prestige yeah. and there's Apocalypto. Ooh. Mal Gibson's Mal Gibson, Apocalypto. Say, yeah, Mal Gibson. He really wanted to watch Apocalypto, my uncle. Understandable. And I was like... Fuck you! I want to watch the prestige, <laughs> <laughs> and I was still like fairly young, you know. And then he was so like, "Who was paying for the ticket?" I mean, he was. But <laughs> okay. Well, that's besides, that's, the besides the point. that's besides the point. And he was like, um, "He was like, well, I'll, you know, you go watch the prestige by yourself, and I'm gonna, me and your mom are gonna go watch the Apocalypto." Okay. And my mom's like, "He's just a kid. <laughs> you can't do that." My uncle's a crazy guy. Okay. Um. Anyway. He ended up. He ended up going watching Apocalypse by himself. He did not. And by the way, Apocalypse is a great fucking film. Uh, it is just reference. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. But at the time, I really wanted to watch this because I saw the trailer. I was like, "Oh, magicians! Oh, it's cool." I love magicians. Anyway, my mom and I went to watch it. I fucking loved it. Like, I absolutely loved it. Question. I was still fairly young, you know. What did she think? I think she liked it too. Okay. She's like, "Ah, oh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> He's so handsome." <laughs> Yeah, it was it's tough. hard to get past. He <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember like loving it as a kid, and I was fairly young. You know, I still didn't like really understand like what I, you know, the whole concept like who Nolan was. I, I had no idea. You know, like I watched Batman, but I didn't like connect like oh no, at who that it time, is, no. what it is. Yeah, yeah. But great memory. Not a film savant like you yeah, are now. Exactly. Take yeah. that, Uncle. <laughs> See, I made the right choice. Take I that, made the right <laughs> Yeah, take that, Mel Gibson. <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my memory with Prestige. Loved it ever since. It's a masterpiece. It is. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, what do you think happens in this film? If we were to sum it up in a bit of a in a few different you know plot kind of points. Okay. What, if rival magician. If, if someone was to ask me, what's the Prestige? What's about? the Prestige about? Okay, the Prestige is about two rival magicians. Yeah. Uh, who engage in this year long, decade long battle. Battle. To essentially. Outdo one another to yeah, perform yeah, yeah. the best trick. That's it. Right? Um, and I suppose in their quest for success and to outdo one another, yeah. they encounter a great cost. A great cost. A cost. Throughout more the than, more, far more than any sort of financial cost, yeah. one that, that yeah. hurts them deeply. 100%. Uh, and I mean, again, Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> there, are, there are, again, th- certain things are woven through it, like yeah, the, yeah. the concept of time. Well, and- it's interesting because um, reading up on a bit of uh, trivia again, um, the editing of the film includes 146 time jump cuts. No way. Yeah. In which it says it's in which the next shot either flashes back or skips ahead to another time period of the storyline. And in no way, it's, it's crazy that you say that because I mean, while watching it as well, I reckon there are only a handful of moments where mm. you sort of pause and wonder, where am I? Yeah, it does yeah. it so effortlessly and so seamlessly that right. you're still following through understanding the story, even though there's 146 jumps back and forth. I mean, <laughs> crazy. it's insane. Crazy amount. Um, okay, that's a cool stat. Yeah. Yeah, very cool stat. It averages to almost one timeline jump per minute of the movie. That's insane. That's insane. That's it's quite nuts. a lot. I guess the story, um, well, at the start of the movie, they're both young magicians, right? Yeah. They're still learning the ropes. They are. But they're still kind of building this little uh, rivalry between them. 
Of course. There's a tragedy that happens. There is. Um, Christian Bale's character, um, Borden. Yeah. Um, ties a knot. Well, on, was it Borden? Or was it Borden? <laughs> um, he ties a knot on um, Angie's wife. Yeah. Because they're all performing together, right? Correct. She ends up drowning. It's and that's a, it's big, a horrible scene. It's a horrible scene. It's horrible watching her drown. Uh, Michael Caine's character, he, there's no time for him to even save her. It's pretty fucked up. She it ends is. up dying. And a great line, which is one of my favorite lines in the film, is the funeral scene. One night did you tie? One night did you tie, Borden? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. At the time, you're like, that's fucking weird that he doesn't know. I was or just about he... to say that. See, watching you the kid, yeah. the kid for the first time, yeah. I thought he was just either lying. He doesn't want to. Or doesn't want to yeah. face to what he's done. Yeah. Again, now you, you on part of retrospect, you realize that yeah. he had no idea. He had no idea. What was, we say it's Freddy. Can we say Freddy? Yeah, so. Spoiler alert, Spoiler if you haven't alert. seen uh, The Prestige, this is going to be a heavy deep dive into The Unfortunately, Prestige. Um, what, was, what was Freddy's agenda? Why do you think he tied the knot that way? Well, this brings me to my – I have a theory about, okay. about what happens in this film and it's, it might be a crazy theory. There's, I don't think there's any merit to oh, please. it. Please. And Nolan film insights crazy theories. So <laughs> yes. Go ahead. No, go on. I was recently watching it, re-watching the movie, and I, and I had a thought. Yeah. So obviously – um, Borden is two people. Yes. Christian Bale has a twin. They yep. share a life, right? Mm. That's the big spoiler of the film. That's how they do, well, we'll get into it the later, tr- the yeah, transported man. man. Yes. His big career, life career, you know. Um, yeah, true defining trick. Yeah. Exactly. Um, my theory is that um, let's call, all right, we'll have to establish who the brothers are, right? So okay. I'll establish Borden. The first Borden. As Borden. As Borden. Okay. <laughs> Easy, simple. And that's the Borden who goes on to uh, marry Rebecca Hall. Yes. And has a has a wife essentially later on in the film and has a kid, right? Correct. We'll call him the the wholesome the wholesome Borden. Yeah. And lovable Borden. Lovable Borden. Yeah, relatable Borden. <laughs> relatable yeah. Borden. Yeah. His brother, his twin brother, we'll refer to him as Freddie. Yes. He's the one that ends up hooking up with Scarlett Johansson later. Jealous. Right? Yeah. And that's where they have this like dual life, right? My theory is that Freddie is the one that tied the knot on Angie's wife. Almost and certainly. The the look he gives her when he's tying the knot, it's like she tells him like like do it. She says do it. She gives she him says, she gives it. him the, the go ahead. She gives him the go ahead. He pauses at a certain point where he either crosses it one way or crosses yeah, it another or way. Or another way. And you can tell it's a little unorthodox and yeah. it seems a little different. Yeah. My theory is the way they look at each other. I have a Shut theory up. that he might have had an affair with an affair her. With Shut her. up. He might I mean, have it's had crazy enough to be real, but wow. Okay. Yeah. Which, if it, if this is true, right, it establishes that Freddie accidentally killed her, but she, that he was also, you know, sleeping with Angie's wife, which is, which is you know, b- builds a lot of tension between the two of them. It does. And um, at the funeral scene, you know, he asks, what night did you tie Borden? And it's Borden. It's wholesome Borden. Borden doesn't know. Borden doesn't know. Correct. And okay. it fuels this rivalry between them, right? Yeah. I mean, look, it's an interesting take, and I won't say it's wrong. I don't know. There's if that- no merit. There's no, 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 no merit. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> there is. I mean, the look she gives him, I don't know if it's a look of like romantic safety, yeah. if you will. It probably isn't. But it, I, I love the take. Yeah. For me, you know, Freddie, if you will, he's more of the loud mouth. He's yeah. more outrageous. He is. Um, he's a cocksmith. <laughs> he is like I mean, they're trying to maintain this this 
dual life in yeah. love with, you know, married to Rebecca Hall. Yeah. And he's out there just going for Scarlett Johansson because at the yeah. end of the day, he, he re, he's more reactive. Yeah. Why did he Why did he choose the not? I mean, maybe he just thought that it was a better option. It was a better option. But was she safer, ready for Safer it? option, yeah. Was, no, not the safer option. It wasn't the same. It wasn't. Option. It clearly wasn't the same. It, it was a more risky not. But he believed that she can get out of it. Correct. She believed that she could get out of it. Exactly right. And perhaps, Did she get out of it? Unfortunately, no. not. perhaps it was you know her passion for being a magician. Yeah. Because right? she is certainly part of the act. She's a magician. And she wanted to push life. the boundaries. She wanted to push the boundaries. Yeah. Unfortunately, it cost her everything. It's true. Cost right? her life. It did. Yeah. So and, and I that, get that the domino fuels, effect. Yeah, domino effect. It fuels Angie's hate. Exactly right. Yeah, he, he's in pain. He, he lost his wife. He blames um, Borden for it, right? It's almost at that point that Angie almost becomes two people. At that point, there's two Bordens. The Borden is a Freddy. Yeah. Right? And they've always been working together for all these years. Yeah. And there's that point when they're watching that particular that, that magician act and he, he's got that whole oh, yes. the, old, the elderly gentleman. And, That's great. You know, he's got... <laughs> You know, it says it right there, you know. Yeah. That's the act. That's His whole... Devoting your life. Devoting your life to it, correct. And how, I think at that moment, when Angie's wife died, Mm. he sort of split into two. Yeah. It was the Angie who was good and decent and, you know, that it's almost like part of him died with her. From that moment on, it was just... Yeah. Got to be the best, or if not the best, better than Borden. Better than Borden, at least. Yeah. Yeah. His um yeah his hatred really grows for him oh, and then yeah. he you know he's like they they have like this like rivalry where they're just like now they're kind of off right and they're doing their own kind of acts and they keep like attacking each other as well like on stage that fucking with great disguises all the catch scene is oh, unreal it's so great Hugh Jackman with the disguise or and not he's did like, you tie or not did you tie great <laughs> with the beard oh it's great it's fucked yeah um well that that scene is also pivotal because. In that he loses two of his fingers, right? And the the illusion of him not having a twin continues because because of the sacrifices he makes, right? So now his twin brother has to also chop off two of his fingers. Correct. Which only later. And yeah. it's funny because I mean Angie mentions that. Because I, I, I yeah. believe that when he's with Who's he talking to? Is it with Scarlett Johansson? Possibly. Oh yeah, he's saying like And she says that maybe he has a brother and he goes, yeah. No, because I've gone to see the show two yeah. or three times and it's missing the finger. So, oh, it's such again, a great scene. in Borden, getting his finger shut off, it only, conf- it only cemented the lie more for Angie. Yeah, it did. It actually yeah. sucked him in a lot more. Up to that point, he could yeah. just say it's a double. Yeah, it's true. Because uh, Angie comes back from seeing the, the first time they show the transported man, which is Borden doing his trick, right? He comes back to Kata and like to Scarlett Johansson and he's like, It's the greatest, it's the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. Oh, it's a lie. It's such a great lie. It is. And then Kata tells him, Well, he's using he's using a, a double. double. <laughs> <laughs> he's using a double. And then he's like, No, no, like he dismisses it so quick because he's like, No, fuck it. Like, you know, that's not it. You know? But then again, that's Nolan poking fun at you. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it it's him just being but like it's also Nolan telling you that that's what it is. Correct. And again, you don't know what until you don't know what it is. And Until the prestige, exactly. But you're right. Like that's that's a pivotal moment. Where it's like it's a chance for for us for him to figure out that that's 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 the that's a whole trick. It's simple. Um, and his college hands like no, there's detail too. Like his hand, like he's missing the fingers, all that shit. Yep. So it just cements it a, a lot more. For sure, it's it's a fucked up. It's, it's, it's great. great it's so good. It's so good. Um, I guess. Um, well, the the beginning of the film. 
I guess we kind of skip past this a little bit. We have. Sorry, I got too excited. But that's that's fine. I mean, the, just like the movie, there's a lot of time jumps. There is. <laughs> so we can, we, we can, treat this like the movie. We can treat this like the we movie. We have 146 can, attempts at doing this. It's okay. We can jump as much as you want. Um, great opening scene to the film. Michael mm. mm. um, Caine's yes. character, Cutter. Yes. He explains that there's three acts to every magic trick. Yeah. What, what are those acts, Stefano? The pledge. The pledge. The turn. The turn. The prestige. And of course the prestige. The prestige. Because you show a man something ordinary. Correct. And then you make it disappear, right? Mm. But it's not enough to make something disappear. You have, you have to, to bring, bring it, back. it back. Correct. <laughs> That's a simplified version of that. <laughs> but I guess um, we were discussing this off we, air. We were <laughs> off air. Um, that the film in itself, well, first of all, the film in itself is a magic trick. Which, which is insane. Which is insane. And it's, that's why it's such clever writing. I mean. Such clever writing. Yeah. He's essentially summarised the whole film. Yeah. Right? In the first three minutes. And then if, once you've watched the film, if you watch the first three minutes. Yeah. If you go back. That's actually the film just boiled down very, very quickly. Yeah. So yeah. one, that's impressive. But of course, you don't really, one, understand it at the start. And two. Right. You don't, you, you don't, want, you don't to want to know. You don't care because yeah. you want to be surprised. Yeah. Um, but it is impressive how if you yeah. almost break the film up into, say, three parts, right? Just like the three parts of a trick. Of a prestige or the pledge. Yeah. So what's the parallel there in my mind? Yeah. Well, the pledge is about showing and introducing everybody, the characters. The characters. So Angia, Borden. They're just two magicians. Just two magicians yeah. Yeah. with a hunger and a thirst. Yeah. At the point that perhaps Angia's wife passes away, and that Borden and Freddie begin this very serious dual life situation. Yeah, yeah. It almost be, for me, it's the turn. It's the turn. Where something's taken away. Yeah, and that's their sense of morality. Yeah, um, they lose themselves in it. I mean, there's I mean, for God's yeah. sake. I mean, Angie, I believe buries <laughs> buries buries for alive. <laughs> I mean, like that's pretty crazy. It is. Crazy. Um, yeah. The prestige is where they bring themselves back. Yeah. yeah. Borden, obviously. And again, do you think, and stop, stop me, sorry if I'm uh, no, no, go debunking on. your theory here. No, go on. But do you think the turn is possibly when Borden um, shows the transported man for the first time? Yeah, I'd bite that. Because I, I, guess, that. It's, I guess it's a no, part of the that, No, that probably is the bigger trick. Because at that point, yeah, you're, yeah. you are right. Because yeah. between Angie's wife passing away, it's more just hatred. It's hatred. There's no real purpose, right, of what to do next. Once right? he sees the yeah. greatest magic trick he's ever seen, it becomes about magic again. Yeah, it's not it just becomes, about yeah. the man who killed my wife. Hundred percent. It's about being better than me. Better than him. So Figuring out his secrets and I like being that. better than him. Yeah, I like that. the turn. The turn. <laughs> the turn. The turn. Yeah. Um, and then for me again, the prestige. Well, we see. I mean, really, both of them. Yeah. Come back from the dead. Come back from the dead. In fact, and she comes back from the dead. Every night. Many, many times. <laughs> every every, many, every many single times. night. Well, I guess um, part of that um, the turn of the film. Is um, Angie's quest to figure out Borden's secret and um, how he does the transported man, and he's convinced because he doesn't believe that it's a double. He's convinced no. that Tesla had something to do with it. Remind me, how does he come to that conclusion? So he he acquires he acquires um, Borden's journal. There's a lot of journaling in this film. Yeah, great. Yeah. Because there's a lot of time jumps, right? The I guess at the start of the film, you're seeing Borden because he's in jail now, awaiting his death. 
because people think that he killed Angio, right? Which is shown at the start of the film. Remind me. Oh no, should we? Sorry, no, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's in jail and yeah. he's acquired because um, he thinks Angie is dead. He's acquired Angie's um, journal and he's reading through it um, steps by steps of what Angie was kind of journaling and noting down what was happening, right? Um, but I guess in the, in the weird timeline that we're looking at, um, I think it's when Scarlett went to work for Borden. Borden, she ended up stealing uh, his journal and giving it to Angie. And uh, the, he couldn't figure out his tricks in the in the journal because he needed like a passcode, a passcode. Code, which was Tesla. Yeah. And he figured that out after he buried fucking Freddy. Right. <laughs> after he went through the extremes, right? Yep. It's very extreme. Yeah, very extreme. Which took him to Colorado Springs. <laughs> it's great. And, Super uh, side point, by the way. I know that you happen to love Nicholas Tesla. I do. As well. I do. It's You're a Nikola big fan. Tesla, not Sorry, Nicholas Nicholas Tesla. Tesla. Well, there you go. This isn't Game of Thrones, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, small, small side of that. I know that you are a massive fan. So that would have also got you really excited. Yeah, I, I am a fan of the, of the Tesla. You are? Yeah, yeah. I do, do take an interest. I think that was one of the reasons as a little little kid. I was like, oh, Nikola Tesla. <laughs> I want to watch this film. Um, but, yeah, Nikola Tesla's whole um, – that whole arc in the film is very interesting. It is. David um, Bowie. David Bowie. You know, uh, Nolan said um, when he was casting the film, whatever, he said – no one else could play this part. Oh, you. great! Um, and apparently, great. it took a bit of a convincing, but there was no one else he wanted apart from Bowie. Understandable. He killed it. He did. <laughs> it was a great, perfect, role. actually. It was a great role. Andy um, Circus as well. Andy Circus, Circle Jerkus. <laughs> <laughs> great role for him as well. And that yeah, was like was. like early on. This was like oh, I guess it was, it was after Lord post Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. he would have been known, but not as uh, as Andy Circus. No, certainly not. Yeah, not, not the face. We'll be Alfred soon. Yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Don't as worry, well. we'll talk about that soon. We'll enough. talk about that. Continue. We were talking about Angier. We were. Um, and his quest to Colorado Springs. Yeah. To, <laughs> to meet uh, Mr. To meet Mr. Tesla. Yes. Nikola. Uh, Nikola. Nikolas. <laughs> <laughs> Nikolas Tesla. Um, so he's obsessed, right? He wants yeah. to figure out Borden's um, secret. How does he do the transported man? He gets his journal. He has a cur- like phrase in there that unlocks it. It's Tesla. He yeah. still makes no. It still makes no sense to him. So he has to go visit Tesla and figure out um, how he can do this trick. Right. Sure. He meets Tesla. It's David Bowie. It great, is. great. Scene. The entrance scene of him coming through the fucking lighting. But, and stuff. Uh, oh, it's it's so amazing. Good. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so like, fucking it's good. It's a fucking grand entrance. And it's Bowie. It's it like, is, damn it. I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> I know, are we surprised? He won't be asked for that. <laughs> I know. It's so Chris, good. Chris, I really want to do this. <laughs> I would love to do this, Chris. Um, that was great. Um, his was. whole meeting, both of, I think both of our favorite scenes one of our favorite scenes Go is on. that whole balcony lunch thing that they're it's having, right? It's extraordinary. It's it's one of the great scenes of all time. It's so good. It it's is so good. Um, they discuss. Well, Andrew's asking for. He, I guess he wants to. He wants to figure out if Tesla built something for Correct. Gordon, right? And he wants the same thing. Instructs him to build that machine, which yeah. will take a lot of time and a lot of, a lot of money. But Angie has Angie's got the money. He does. He's very wealthy. Yeah. What is uh what is Tesla telling him? Hey, what have you considered the cost? <laughs> have you considered the cost? And Angie is like arrogantly, uh, might I arrogantly, add. Money's not an issue. Yeah, correct. Like it's not a problem. But he corrects him. Yeah. Yeah, what is I believe it's another he corrects him, have right? you considered but the have cost? Have you considered the cost, Mr. Angie? Exactly. Well well done, by the way. But <laughs> That's it's my and, and I know that you and I often always talked about yeah. how much we love that scene. 
It's great. And for me, it's probably the pivotal scene of the film. Yeah. In that it, it both Bourne and Angier. Yeah. Perhaps quite naively at the start, didn't understand the cost. No. But both of them actually wore it, and we'll get, we'll yeah. get to that shortly, a little we'll bit later at the end of the film. But yeah, yeah. the film really is, in my mind, about cost, about decisions costs. and cost. Because that's, that's, that's a big part of it, right? Like Tesla's telling him, essentially, you haven't really once you do this, cost. Yeah, once you do there's this, no there's no going back. There's no going back. Correct. And is it worth pursuing this if it's going to... Is beating him worth it? Is beating it? him worth it? Correct. What is the cost? Yeah. Have you considered it? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he hasn't considered it. No. Um, it's an amazing oh, scene. He's probably just blind. I mean, Angie was just blind on blind jealousy. Jealousy, hate. hate. Oh, it it completely know. consumed it's him. It's great. Um, he spends a, a bunch of time up in Colorado Springs. And a bunch of money. A bunch of money. <laughs> um, they do a bunch of testing on this fucking thing. There's a lot of hats. There's a lot of, there's there's a lot of hats. hats. A lot of cats around. <laughs> a lot of cats around. Um, like your house, funnily enough. Oh, yeah. Where are they? You <laughs> <laughs> should come in here. Um, but it leads to essentially Tesla building Angia. Correct. A, a piece of technology, a box, mm. something that's very interesting mm. in the film, right? Um, Angie comes back home, right, with this with this piece of technology, this machine, this machine. Which, by the way, reminds me a lot of the 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 thing in Harry Potter in Part Six. You know how they get, ah, yeah, they get into the yeah, yeah. Into, into Hogwarts. But anyway, it's similar to like uh, Bill and Ted's in a way. I think that's what weirdly, yeah, I get yeah, it. Christopher Priest and Christopher Nolan <laughs> agreed on um, the priest, the priest. Um, but I guess it, it leads to um, him coming back and uh, creating his own new show um, as as part of um, a new return, right? The real transported the man. The real transported man. He's got the man. real transported man now as the great Danton. <laughs> great. And Kata's like, that's a silly name. And he's like, no, it's not. It's sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Um, I, also, I love Hugh Jackman's real American uh-huh. accent. It's just great. It's so good. It it's is. It's so fucking good. It's interesting because like I was thinking about this as well. You don't see um, you don't see Christian Bale like with his natural accent that much. Really he's, ever. He's like arguably does one of the best American accents in Hollywood. Me- Younger me discovering that Christian Bale is not American was one of like the most pivotal points yeah, of my entire life. Mind blowing, absolutely crazy. Mind-blowing. You know, at one point, like even I think when I was really young, I also thought that Hugh Jackman was American. So did I, like, yeah, of course. It was like Wolverine. And then I was pleasantly surprised to find you yeah, only wasn't. Yeah, one one of ours. Correct. <laughs> one of ours. <laughs> one of us. He was one of us. Um, yeah, he comes back, creates the the Great Danton show, and it's it's uh, amazing, right? He has this new trick. He has this technology, he has this machine. It's not really revealed what the machine does right away, I think. I think it's a little bit later. It's alluded to, yeah. It's alluded to, but the movie slowly starts alluding to you're a fucking clone. Correct. Well, I mean, I, I believe it all triggers off when Angie is leaving in a fit of rage yeah, yeah, yeah. and notices all the hats and sees the cats. Yeah. yeah. And at that moment, you're like, you sort of, ah, you, you jerry a little bit that this machine is not going to, Teleport you? No, this gonna, machine is going to fucking clone, clone you <laughs> and hard. move you about like I don't know twenty feet away. Yeah, twenty feet away, crazy and arbitrary. Yeah, what's the what's the technology between that distance? Yeah, I don't know because the cat feels like a little much further than the person. Anyway, go on. It's great. It is. Um, but that's also when like you start seeing with Borden that his wife, played by Rebecca Hall, mm. she's getting more suspicious about 
you know, there's this whole thing about their relationship, right? Where they have this beautiful relationship. And one day you're this. One day you're this, you that. And the, the line is every time they have this like beautiful moment and he tells her, he's like, I love you. Yeah, yeah. I love you. And she's like, not Do you? Not, uh, today, today you don't. Not, oh, yeah, not, yeah, today. not today you don't. And it's weird because it's like, oh, well, what's happening there? Because at that time, if you're watching it for the first time, you don't know that he has a clone, that, no. sorry, that he has a twin, right? You're thinking he's just like a yeah. narcissist. Like, yeah, like, oh, what yeah. the fuck's going on? And like, why Why are they like uh, saying that? Like, And I thought about I thought about that line, like saying, saying I love you to someone is interesting. Yeah. Because in the movie, like how can she tell that he doesn't love her one day? Like it's weird that she like, she thinks he doesn't love her one day, but the next day he does kind of thing. And I, I figured like, all right, imagine you were like going to say, I love you to someone that you don't love. Mm. It wouldn't be authentic. Yeah. You would be able to tell if someone's lying to you in a way. Yeah. Especially a close partner, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. The I thought it was interesting. The, the word, it is. The, the word, the word that, done enough. Yeah. Yeah. I it's agree with that. It's interesting that she can catch him out with that phrase. Correct. It's obviously Freddie, his brother, when he tells her that he loves her, he fucking doesn't mean it. Yeah. Because he loves Scarlett Johansson. Correct. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, I like that. No, I definitely like that. Yeah. But um, at that point, you kind of, because uh, you're kind of like thinking, oh, okay, um, there might be like there might be more clones here. Yeah, correct. Attack of How many clones. cats? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's no, Star Wars. That's a great crossover. Yeah, and I would clones. love to watch, by the way. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Multiple Florence. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so, they, they all have the fucking box. Yeah, purple <laughs> machine. <laughs> It's great, um, but because like cause she's suspicious of him, and she there's is. there's a line, there's a scene where she tells him, "I know what you are," and she tells that to Borden. And at that point, the audience is thinking, "Holy shit, what does that mean?" Borden, well, Borden has this relationship with Tesla, maybe, and maybe Tesla built this fucking thing for him. Hence, he's, he's a, a clone. Ah, oh, I never picked up on that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's deep. Yeah. See, again, you watch this movie so many times. <laughs> There's so, so many much, things that you don't fucking notice after so all much, these years. Bro, yeah. All right. Okay, I think, wow. I think that's that's the beauty of Nolan and Jonah Nolan. <laughs> and beautiful Jonah. Because they throw these little things. All right, like we've said it. We already established this. Throughout the entire film, they're telling you pretty much what what the what the prestige is and what like what the what the movie is about. Again, what are the you don't care. You don't you want don't to care. know. You don't want to know. <laughs> and... Throughout this whole thing, they sprinkle little things of like maybe uh, no, nah, he's not, he's not a brother. It's not a brother. It's not like a lookalike. He might be a clone. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. And again, it all for it me that, that almost that always circles back to the whole thing. I think the fact that yeah, his things yeah. are gone, you tell yourself that. Yeah. As tempting as it is to think that he's a brother. Yeah. They he's no one's put that line there to debunk it. No, no. That's it because you don't think someone yeah. is crazy or stupid enough to do that. No. No, who would you? Why would what you? sane yeah. person would? Yeah. But it's so simple. But that's the cost. It's That's the cost. That's, that's the cost. Because when he does his transporter man, you can kind of, you, there's attention to detail. You can see that it's those fingers are gone. Correct. It's really like, oh, it must be him, but how is he fucking doing that trick? So, yeah. Tr- truthfully, the, the, and I'll say this now, the one part about the prestige that I always have a giggle at is that they found someone looked exactly like Angier. Like, yeah, huge okay, Bord- yeah, Borden's got, a, Borden's got a brother. Just because he's a drunk doesn't mean he's got an exact replica of him. Which, again, I love that is great. Oh, he's great. I love that. I love him as a character. Yeah. But it's like... He seems crazy. Well, he's an out-of-work actor. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would you behave? It's great. 
Yeah. They put like uh, silly but hilarious. Yeah, they put like uh, prosthetics on Hugh Jackman. I think like they redid his like nose and he had like fake teeth for that character. Really? Because he had to like look slightly different. Slightly. Oh, otherwise slightly. it's just a twin. It's just <laughs> Hugh Jackman playing his. Own. Yeah, exactly. That's great though. It is. Um, but yeah, I guess like from that point on, it's 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 a lot of sacrifice. It is. It's a. Little, it gets worse and worse. It gets as worse the, and as worse. the film goes on. Yeah, it gets worse and worse. Um, Borden's wife. Kills herself. Shocking. 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 Um, I always forget that happens. Yeah. Actually. It's quite shocking, actually. It is. And in her mind, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Because she's like, she's living too What's life. wrong with this guy? Yeah. Inadvertently, not by yeah. choice, just by her crazy husband. Who, again, yeah. For him, unfortunately. He is gaslighting her yeah. the whole time. The entire he's the time. king of gaslighting. He is. Like, he subjected her to this fucking this duplicitous game where he just jumps <laughs> between brother to brother. Yeah. And she's just caught in the middle of it. Again, she he is, yeah. chose magic over her. He did. That was his ultimate. Uh, that was the cost for him. Right? That was yeah. Everything else. Yeah. Family. His everything. daughter. You know. Everything. Everything. It's the cost. Crazy. The cost was it all. Yeah. The cost of it all. It's crazy. Um, I mean, like, yeah, you can imagine, like, she's fucking. One day he loves her. One day, you know, he doesn't. Like, yeah. And she, she kind of like she. She think I think she has a theory of what it is or who he is or what's happening, and he's like, "You shut up!" There's <laughs> the same way he yells at her, and he's like, "Like really aggressive, yeah." Really aggressive. And like you can't say anything. Like this is his life, right? Yeah. It's like I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if she knew. It's interesting to think about. Did she know that he was a twin, or did she like think that maybe he was a clone or something? Oh, I don't know. I mean, again, circling back to that point about earlier about Freddie, how yeah. Freddie was more. A cocksmith. Aggressive, right? <laughs> yeah. Freddie yells at her yeah. several times throughout the movie. Yeah, he does. And again, we're presuming that's Freddie. We don't know that, but we're presuming that yeah. again, but it's not he's not being lovey and I love you, it's yeah. Freddie. Um I, I think that the whole that whole experience, mm. living the dual lives, yeah, tore away at Freddie more than it did with Borden. Borden. I think at certain points he just found everything about yeah, yeah. happy married life frustrating because yeah. everything that he didn't want to have. He didn't want that life. He didn't want that life. Yeah. He it's, But it's funny how he and his brother yeah. shared the passion for magic and he and his brother both took the, ma- the massive cost. They did, yeah. They did. It, it, massive sacrifice. They, they can't be one without the other. Yeah. So they both took the sacrifice. It's true. Is it, isn't it's it bit unfair, Frenchie? Yeah? Two or yeah, one? It's, it's a bit unfair. Yeah, it was really two. Two, or, two, one. two one. v one. Yeah, the whole time. Correct. It's weird to think like um, who was courting like um, Borden's wife. Like, was it was it Borden or was it Freddie? Like throughout the times, but they all they both kind of started playing those roles. Yeah, I mean, Freddie, you might say, is a little more charismatic. <laughs> he won her over, and then he won her over. Borden, Borden like, he's the more Borden's a safer guy, safer more guy, casual, yeah. more relaxed. You know what I mean? Like wholesome. Yeah, Borden's the guy you marry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie's the guy. Freddie's you the fuck. one night stand. <laughs> Freddie's the guy you fuck. <laughs> That's great. Um, so I guess, like, yeah, the. The movie from that point really leads to the great Danton, Angia, just doing like a fuck ton of these shows. And he only does like a limited amount of shows. Yeah. Um, and he wants to go. Well, you got to keep hype high. You got to keep it high. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's only, a, I can't remember now exactly what it was, but if it was like a hundred shows, he's doing a hundred shows. Correct. That means a hundred clones. Yeah. <laughs> 
And obviously there was a limit to that, but it's all explained later when you figure out what he, what the machine was actually doing for him. Mm. Um, and his his magic trick is fucking outstanding, it's right? It's flawless. And Borden- It's impossible. Is, it's impossible. Correct. Yeah. There's a great scene and it's one of our favorite quotes as well from the film. Amongst a lot, amongst all of them, pretty much. I was about to say, go on is that list. When, um, when Angia performs the transported man, and I think it's probably one of the first times when he does it. And when he when he goes into that fucking um, electricity and lighting, and he disappears, and when he comes out at the top of the fucking like it's amazing theater, and he says, "Man's reach." Exceeds his imagination. Amazing. 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 It's great. Amazing. It's so good. It is. Because um, it's like, at that point, you're like, fuck, what a fucking trick. Because he does it so much better than Borden, right? Well, and he's more of a showman. He's a showman. He like his film, The Showman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really just later. a B grade version of The Prestige. It's no dark <laughs> themes. It's just no a showman. Thought or depth to it's it. who Angio could have been. <laughs> <laughs> If he wasn't so angry, he would have been the showman. Perhaps if, you know, say, like, either a Baz Luhrmann or Michael Bay was the director of The Prestige, as opposed to Sam Mendes or Mr. Yeah, Nolan. Of course. It would have been the showman. <laughs> I love that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that scene's amazing. It is. Um, it's powerful. At that, point, powerful. at that point, he's reached it. He's so reached he's it. now on top of the summit. He is. What Borden, you know, Borden had him for years, drove Angier to yeah. you know, a crazy point. Now he's got. Yeah. He's the man. He's he's beaten him. He's the greatest magician in the world for that very moment. It's the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. It is. <laughs> it's so good. Again, it's impossible. It's impossible what he does. Because um, Borden's trick was just on stage, right? It's him disappearing in one door, coming out of the other one. This guy's like he, he's a showman. He knows how to put on a show. Correct. Yeah, the fans love it. Um, it probably fuels a bit of um, jealousy and rage into um, Borden as well. Because at that point, he's like, why the fuck's he doing it? Exactly right. But He then, goes nuts over it. He does figure him out with the um, the actor. Because <laughs> when the actor, like, fucks up, he sweet talks him. Right. Yeah, at the bar. Yeah, to be that, purely mustache. <laughs> yeah, oh, mustache. it's great. The professor. Yeah. It's, been, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, the look around. Yeah. It's so good. But I guess he figures him, figures him out. But he, um, he also... Like, he's growing jealous of, like, you know, how's he doing this trick and everything like that, which essentially leads... To that whole kind of ending scene, which is the beginning of the film, which Again, is Nolan, Nolan bringing a full circle, jumping all across. There's um, no beginning, there is no end. There's no end, exactly. He he witnesses, or he goes, he sneaks off uh, backstage, and he sees Angia fall into the water tank, and the tank locks, and he's trying to save him, right? Like his wife who died. God. It's, so, it's connected. It's, it's so like, perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you killed my wife in this tank. Now you're going to watch me drown in this tank. <laughs> yeah. That's the fuck you. Sick son of a bitch. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill myself in front of you. To get you framed. <laughs> to get you framed. It's genius. <laughs> it's so fucked. It is. It's crazy. Angia doesn't, he doesn't finish the prestige. He doesn't show up after that, exactly right? Exactly right. It's oh. like, but you know what's interesting? How did he know not to he, come out? He must have known. And I always think about that. So in that moment, yeah, he must have known Borden was there, or Freddy. Does he? Does the clone have the exact same memories of the moment he gets cloned? That he knows, like that Freddy's there. I don't know. How does that work? Okay, because well, I, I assume okay, okay. I assume they get cloned, right? Okay, so and they both have the same memories from that point. That is correct, right? Yeah, correct. He, when he's it's weird. <laughs> an exact replica, his clone. 
is just him three seconds ago. That's it. That at the moment they split into yeah. two. That's him. His memories become different to his. Yeah. For that, but for that, up until that very moment, they're the same. They're the same. So both he and he know that Borden is there. Yeah. He's the poor bastard who is going to die, and even though he knows it, yeah, no one wants to die. No. Certainly not drown. Yeah. In a giant you know, <laughs> glass case of emotion. <laughs> so of course he loses his mind. It's bad. And he knows. That every night when he goes into when he goes on stage, I don't know if I'm going to be the man in the tank or the man who comes out. <laughs> exactly right. It's crazy. So but he must have known. But that, do you think that that he actually doesn't know if he's going to be this or that, or is it just yeah, a given? I, I believe that. Is it just a given that? I think I, it's a dying man's last words. I believe it. I, th- I think at, at that moment he had no idea. But at the same time, he can't tell the difference of if he's the man going into the cage, into the water tank, or the man coming out. Because in his mind, right, as a clone, you get cloned, right? You come out as the prestige or you fall into the thing. You don't know the difference between being cloned, like if you're the original or if you're the clone. Do you know what I mean? Okay, but you've, but again, you've inherited all those memories. So yeah, you are this person. You are the same person. It's as if genuinely almost like in two parallel worlds, You've traveled. he just fell <laughs> Yeah. or I just or I, I somehow moved over there. Yeah. Your memory of it is... The, the, yeah. the crazy part is that they're just happening in the same universe. Same, same moment. So <laughs> I don't believe he knows. Presumably, yeah. the original one, right? Knows that he's the, the one that's getting killed, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Or maybe to your point, maybe yeah. they... But yeah, when I get cloned... It's a head fuck. Arrogant <laughs> me, the, the, the one, the, the prestige me... Yeah. Thinks that I've done it all and yeah. that I've survived it. But I did it. Yeah, but maybe, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, glass case me. He's, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Interesting take. I'm not That's sure. Here's a question, though. Him. And I asked you this earlier. Go on. I asked you, does Cutter know? Because at the very start of the film, they're putting Borden on trial. It's a good question. And they're asking him to disclose the nature of the trick. Yeah. Cutter says he can't do because he has the, the legal right to yeah. it. It's a very expensive. It's trick, the most sought the most sought after, after trick. The most sought after in the world. Yeah. And does he know? Because I know, know yeah. that we talk about the fact that he had blind stay chances, Zangia, for Zangia. instance, right? Yeah. Because he no one could know that yeah. the grotesque nature of this <laughs> of, of this trick. Yeah. Right. And he asks Cutter that he doesn't want him backstage for this one. Exactly right. So you're suggesting that he, Cutter, did not know. I feel like Cutter didn't know. But he had a vested interest in keeping the secret safe because he wanted, you know, it's a financial gain for him. Financial gain for him is working with him, you know, like, I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. I don't think he knew. Okay. I don't think he knew because at the end of the film, when it's revealed what it is and that Angie is still alive as Too Lord Coldlaw. Yes. Um, Cutter is actually surprised. Correct. No, too sure. Yeah, yeah. Cutter's actually surprised. Yep. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting that he didn't want to, that he didn't figure it out. Being a, being a magician himself <laughs> for but many what, years. But what, what Angie was doing was beyond magic. Beyond magic, yeah. Ma- magic is real and tangible. It just yeah. appears not to be real. Yeah. What he was doing what was, yeah. Yeah. Science. That, that, well, real magic, if you will. Real magic. <laughs> I know it's crazy, and no real magi- no magician be- would believe in real magic. No, you know what I mean, he's a, like in his head, he's like it's all an illusion. It's, it's it's a double. He's using doubles. He's doing something. It's like, an incredible yeah. illusion. Yeah, surely it's not real. No, 
We all want to believe that it's real. Correct. <laughs> we tell ourselves yeah. we want to believe. We don't want to know the truth. Correct. Yeah. Well, it leads to, I guess, it leads from there, it leads to Borden Wright getting busted and kind of framed for the murder of, of Angier. Um, and which is essentially the start of the film where he kind of, he gets um, trialed for his, his death, for his murder. The there murder was no one else around, right? So he must have fucking trapped him in this, you know, water tank and killed him. Wouldn't um, be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. True. It's like you're in court and they're like looking at your history. Have you killed a woman before yeah, in a water yeah. tank? Um, uh, um, yeah. Yes, I mean, I like, it's pretty damning yeah. evidence. Like, yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. It makes sense. You'd be in trouble. You'd be in trouble. Um, but essentially that's where the film kind of loops, right? So it loops from the beginning of the film, which is the end of the film essentially, which is him being framed. Goes to jail, spends that time in jail. Yes. Um, and slowly kind of um, we see how the – I think it's, it's Borden's – he's supposed to be executed in jail and it kind of leads up to that, right? Yeah. Um, Angie has been dead this whole time because that was like his trick or whatever. Borden grew was a great right. little moustache and goatee in that time, might I add. He grew it. He visits Borden in jail. Yeah, arrogantly. I think it's at the end because it's like, oh, Lord – He's with his daughter. Well, he's with his daughter because yeah. – because I guess Borden's daughter, now she doesn't have a mother. She's passed away. Yep. And Borden, who's her father, is in jail. There's she has no next Fallon. Of, there's no next of kin. Correct. Because Fallon is just, you know, a helper or oh, whatever. okay. Yeah. yeah. So Coldlaw, which is Angie <laughs> with the mustache, um, he has his daughter because he's like, uh, I don't know if he's like adopted her or like he's ca- caretaker or something like that. Don't know what the because it is. It's yeah. that sort of sick bargain where it's yeah. You tell me how you did a trick, and I'll give you your daughter back. Oh, ego is oh, that's sick fucking dark, fuck. dude. That is. He really crosses a lot of he, lines, doesn't he? He buried a man alive and stole a man's daughter <laughs> after he framed him for his own, own death. death. <laughs> the man's a sicko. Like, sick fuck, Angie. Yeah, Jesus Christ. The great dancer. <laughs> great asshole. That's, <laughs> a, that's who you are. Um. But yeah, you know what's interesting? Um, watching him, watching uh, Angio come come to come to the jail as Lord Coldlaw, he, he does a um, he does an English accent at that point as Lord Coldlaw. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's it's great. Correct. It's funny to see Hugh Jackman switch those accents because he's like, you know, he's meant to be American, American anyway. But yeah, yeah. But an Australian man playing American man to read English man. Exactly. Yeah, layers. A great magician can. Uh, Anything. <laughs> it really works. Yeah, three levels down. Inception. No one. <laughs> this was, yeah, he was speeding us a little bit of Inception. Repeating it through. Um, Go on. It leads to a great scene, right? It's Borden getting hanged. He's, he's about to die. He's getting ex- executed. What is it? What are the last words again? Do you remember? Abracadabra. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Abracadabra. Oh, amazing. At the same time, we see Freddie, who's not in jail, and this is where we, we the first time we actually figure out he had a twin. He visits um, Angier, and uh, Angier's acquired, I think, his uh, tricks or whatever, his book. Oh, no, he didn't care. I think um, Borden was going to give him the, the fucking transported man, and Angier ripped it af- apart in front of him in the jail and said, I don't care what your trick was. Mine was better. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Fuck, the, arrogance. <laughs> the arrogance, the arrogance, the blind uh, arrogance. Um, but he essentially gets executed. Abracadabra, his last words. And at the same time, 
you see um, Freddie. Freddie. Do you think it's Freddie or do you think it's Borden? I think it's Freddie because uh, oh, okay. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, on one hard. hand, because of his relationship I feel with the like the relationship with the daughter has visible care for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you see Fallon. Yeah, like yeah. the alter ego sort yeah. of crying when right. he's holding yeah. the daughter's hand and yeah. Freddie's in jail. So, Borden. Let's say, let's say, let's say Borden's yeah. name. I think it's him in, in contrast. Yeah. Perhaps they had an agreement that, well, I have yeah. a daughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, ta- you're taking the plunge for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it might, his tears were for him. You know what I mean? How Fallon, which was Borden, was yeah. crying for Freddie. Yeah. And also, Freddie is the one in prison who swaps the cuffs over on the guard. Yeah. So Freddie's more of like the the jokester, the you know, the crazy guy, the, the crazy one. I think it is Freddie. Maybe it is Freddie. And at the end of the day, it was Borden who gets to live happily with his daughter. Yeah. Sadly, has lost his wife, but gets the final fuck you and Angie after, you know, yeah, killing yeah. my brother or having my brother murdered. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe maybe that is it. So you know what? Yeah. I'm now so, I'm we, switching to. We had a chat. Freddy. We had a chat earlier. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I think that's yeah. I think it's, it's Freddie. Freddie in prison, Borden out of prison. Okay. Borden shooting Angie. I think it's Freddie because. Hear me out now. Wait, when you say I think it's Freddy, I think it's Freddy. That's when you, in who's in, okay? Yeah, John. Yep. And hear me out. Go on. The let's call him Borden as a collective character. I'm Borden, right? Easy. Yep. He he got busted, right, and framed for this murder. The reason he went to see that trick, the scene before that is Borden and Freddy, and whoever's who, one of them is telling the other. Um, no, no, it's it's one of them, right? And because we don't know at that point that he has a twin, but he's talking Fallon to tells. Maybe it's Fallon, yeah. Perhaps or Scarlett Johansson. Sorry if I'm butchering it, but that's right. Um, he tells him to leave him alone. I don't care how he does it. I don't care how he does the the transported man. Just leave him alone. That's it. We're done. That's it. He has a better trick. He's better than us. He's beating us. That's it. Leave him alone. Yeah. Whoever said that, I think that that was the wholesome Borden who said that. I agree. Because he's happy to leave it because he has a daughter. He's a lot more wholesome. He's lost his wife. He's lost his wife, right? He's paid the price. The ultimate price. The ultimate price. Freddie. Hungry. He's hungry and he, he can't let it go. No. I think it's Freddie that goes to see the last show and, and gets framed for it. Prison. And ends up in jail. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. it's certainly in line with their, like, their characters. Yeah. Because um, also in jail... Um, when he's saying sorry to him, and I think it's one of the last scenes where, like you mentioned before, when he, when Fallon is crying, he mentions to him, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry about everything. I'm sorry about Jessica, which is which was his wife." Oh, well, that's it. I'm sorry about everything, right? So that's he's, it. He's talking. To, he's pretty much saying, "I'm sorry that I fucking fucked this thing, fucked your life up, and your wife killed herself, and all this shit, right?" Dude, you have I just think opened my eyes. I think it is. That's it. It was Freddie. Freddie died. Freddie. <laughs> Oh, dude, you, 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 for me, you've solved yeah. the puzzle. That's it. I think it is. Bravo. Which, which kind of, it's kind of a, a better ending. I think it's sweeter that I way. I think so. Certainly. I mean, because yeah. Freddie was the wild man, right? Yes, and, he was. And uh, he paid the price. Yes, he did. And he, he, I mean, at the end, you know, he's sorry for it. He's sorry that, that, that it panned out that way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Borden gets to be with his daughter now. He, he gets some sort of, I don't know, 
a version yeah. of a happy ending, if you will. Yeah. I've just gone through so much yeah. to and see he, Hetty, see what just Freddie run away with Scarlett Johansson. I don't know, it's just cheap. It's that would, cheap. That wouldn't yeah. be that wouldn't be as nice. Yeah, it's shit because you know um, Angie's got his daughter essentially, and he's trying to like you know. We've established that Andrew has gone too far. He's too gone too far. Yeah. He's such a, such a bastard. He is. He's just um, a dark character. Yeah. And um, and that, that's where I guess uh, the ultimate um, payback scene is where it's Angie thinks that um, Borden is dead. Dead. Being hung at that moment. Because he, he never believed that he had a, had a twin or that, that he had like a, a double. And so uh, ghost. So ghost, and Borden shows up right at his property and fucking shoots him. <laughs> and that's probably like one of the also better scenes because that also concludes it, right? It's like you never fuck, like, like you just went too far. He's telling him off, right? Um, but <laughs> Gia tells him a very, it's a very good quote. I want to read it out to you. Please. <laughs> I want to read it out to you. Um, he tells him, You never understood why we did this. The audience knows the truth, that the world is simple, miserable, solid all the way through. But if you could fool them, even for a second, then you can make them wonder. Then you got to see something very special. It was the look on their faces. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's fucking great. It's great. Because um, Borden tells him, you don't know, um, I guess like he tells him that, um, he asks him, you don't know what this cost or you don't know what this took, right? Like you don't know what the ultimate price was. And um, Angie pretty much tells him, no. Oh, believe me. You don't know yeah. um, what it took. Again, it's all a dick measuring contest of those two. <laughs> it no, really no. Is. It's like, you know what the cost I'll is. You don't know what the cost is. <laughs> yeah. No, you're wrong. Well, I mean, in, the, in that very it's moment yeah. when he shoots Angie, remember where he is. Angie is locking down, gunned down. <laughs> yeah. Amongst the series, surrounded by dead Angiers in dead in, in, Angiers. in these in these yeah. you know glass water filled containers, like it's crazy. He's just he's just another one that died. He paid the ultimate price essentially, and that's where he tells him like every night. I didn't know if I was the man gone into the tank or the man that comes out. Sorry, it's pretty fucked. Like, but at the end of the day, like you look at it at the end of the movie, they're both. Paid a lot, right, to get to where the they ultimate are. Cost. The ultimate cost, and fucked. Like who, who, who came out of that on top? Really, everyone loses. Everyone loses, because like, fair enough. Angia dies, right, but at the same time, he'll be remembered for the transport. Has man. the better trick. He had the better trick. Correct. But then Borden comes out of it alive. He lost his brother and his wife. It's interesting. It is. Again, everyone loses. Everyone really loses. Yeah. And so it was back to that line that, you know, Mr. Tesla says yeah. about, do you know, what is the cost? Have you Have understood you the, cost? the cost? Correct. And I mean, yeah. I think they both did. I mean, when they both, while they still probably have regrets and sadness, yeah. at the end of the day, it was worth it. Yeah. I mean, and Gio on his last breath can die and know that he was – Probably the greatest magician in the world. Yeah, that's true. From both ends, it was like to them, it was worth it. It was absolutely worth yeah. it. God, it's a good movie. God, it's, God, so it's good. fucking great, it's isn't so it? Good. It really is. It, it's extraordinary. It ends with Michael Caine's um, the monologue, as yeah, well about um, you know the audience knows mm-hmm. knows that the, you know, the trick isn't real. Got to bring it back. Yeah, the prestige. You got to bring it back, um, but they want to be fooled. 
They do. They want to be full. They do. It doesn't really matter. God, it's interesting. Good. That um, the magician they go, go to see like earlier in the film, mm. the um, the Chinese musician, magician, it's actually based on a like, real magician. Oh, really? Yeah. So there was a guy called Chung Ling Su. It was a stage character created by a guy no way. William Ellsworth Robinson. No so, way. You know what it was? It was it was this like English guy who pretended to be this Chinese Chinese guy. Um, he was just, he disguised himself as this like Chinese man, right? Um, and he'll do this for like he did it for like the longest time. Like I think it was back in like in nineteen eighteen or something like that. Um, but he was a magician, right? And he did this for like nineteen years or something like that. Where he pretended to be this Chinese man Shut who didn't up. speak English and stuff like that, but he was this English white man, and that's where like they pulled that from. Like, what I think it was probably like, racist and insane. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, imagine that. Like, <laughs> today's world. <laughs> you know what happened to him? Yeah. He um he died on stage. I was about to say it must have been a trick. Go and on. It was Sorry, like, an illusion. It was an illusion. It was a board cut trick that killed him. <laughs> You're kidding. And <laughs> you kidding. His last words were. My God, I've been shot. shut. And that was the first time he spoke up. English on stage for shut 19 up. years. <laughs> no way. Yeah, how crazy is it's that? It's amazing. I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, blimey. He was just like, yeah, you fuck, he, he played the character. That was the trick. The, you know, and, and that's, that's Again, Antioch. keep him to the cause. That's Borden. That's Borden. God, wow. Nice. It's crazy. Like, Very nice. Really, there's a lot of like cool little cool trivia. Yeah, I love that. I really love it. The, I think you're going to like this one as well. So the the two main characters, the two magicians, their names are um, Alfred Borden and Robert Angier. So the initials of that is Alfred Borden, A-B, Robert Angier, R-A. And it spells Abra. Abra. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's something that Nolan has done for a little while now. Nolan, you son of a bitch. Tenant, for example. Yeah. It's crazy. A rapper. It's great. Um, yeah, so much fucking cool little things, you know. Fucking. Oh, it's attention to detail. It's attention to detail. I mean, yeah, no, Nolan isn't afraid to do something over the top and grand, no. and and does it in a very sophisticated way. I mean, yeah. it's all very, it's all very sophisticated and British and very sexy and very high profile. And always wearing a shirt. And always wearing a shirt. Suit. Some sort of suit. To, I think he sleeps in his suit, to be honest with you. I think he does, yeah. Um, Nolan suit. <laughs> but it's all very clever. Yeah. And again, there's such an attention. Super clever. Well, like, all great directors have a, have a great, you know, a sort of yeah. attention to detail. Yeah. He certainly does. And he's, he, he likes sort of just, again, like weaving those little things in there that yeah. mean... That, those names mean nothing, no. but it's just a nice little extra like, hey, 100%. I'm fucking smart. Yeah. And, and this is what I love doing. I know. It's so good. I think um, so his brother Jonah, yeah. Jonah Nolan, Jonah. Um, I think he wrote the first edition, the first draft of the script or okay. something like that. Okay. And then Nolan, Chris Nolan came over it and threw in a lot more of like, um, the time jumps and everything like that. Of course. All that. Yeah, yeah, the loops. And then uh, Jonah looked at it again. He's like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> this works so much better. <laughs> like, so it's interesting. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's very Nolan-esque. It's funny, like, you ask, like, imagine, like, uh, Mendes directing this or if he, if he got the chance. I don't think it would be the same. It wouldn't be. It's Certainly a, not. It's, it's, it would have been, again, it would have been loud and impactful. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been like a... Skyfall. Like Skyfall. Like, so a film that's about magic, right? And as we've discussed, 
is in itself a whole magic trick. Yeah. Requires a certain level of like thought yeah. and planning and again, like 100%. introducing the, the audience to certain themes and things and then running away and then yeah. showing them more things and running away. Exactly. It takes a very clever director to do that. Yeah. With a pat, with, with, I don't know, a pretty nice for like the whole like uh, magic. And yeah. I don't know if Sam Mendes is that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's certainly excellent. I mean, 1917, amazing. The James Bond films, amazing. Amazing. Um, I mean, yeah. But it's the. Amazing. Yeah. But it's a different caliber of film. It's such a Nolan film, I think. It is. Yeah. It is. The, the twist ending. Yeah. You know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I love movies that do that to you. Like, you get to the end of it, you're like, that's what he was. And it's like, I mean, there are so many parallels between that and Memento in that way. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that's him true. do that Memento, and that was yeah, low budget. That's true. Um, yeah. Except to Guy Pierce, another one of our favorite Australian Guy, actors. We love you. We love you, Guy, just for reference. From uh, Geelong. I don't know. All your listeners in Geelong. So, how did Guy be visits again? You know what's interesting? Go on. I always thought about this. Prestige. Yeah. Comes out in 2006, mm-hmm. not 2008, as I previously mentioned. Yeah. That was, that was the Dark Knight. That was the Dark Knight. The same year, um, Edward Norton released a film called The Illusionist. I remember that. Do you remember The Illusionist? Yes. Yes. Uh, and it was like, it was like the rival film to The Prestige. Have you thought of The Illusionist ever since? A big mistake. Big mistake to, to try and go against it. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny that when that happens, like, you know, you get the same year, the same movies kind of come out or it's the same, like, you know, topic or whatever. The Illusionist was trying to catch a bullet. It didn't work. And the Prestige was doing the transported man. Okay. There was no comparison <laughs> there. There's no comparison. Absolutely not. Yeah. It was interesting that that, that happened. Um, but yeah. Shout out to the, the Illusionist. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Edward Norton. You're still great. And you did a lot of great films. The Illusionist crackers. was not one yeah. of them. <laughs> but I kind of liked it back then. Anyway. <laughs> Just a little wink. Apples and oranges. Apples, yeah, apples and oranges. I had a question for you. Go on. What genre do you think this film is? <sighs> Some say thriller? that it's, it's very hard to put a genre on. Uh, sure. Thriller, perhaps? Mystery thriller? Mystery thriller? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, it certainly has mystery. We, we have posted it on the Fine Film uh, Instagram account, and we've, we've classified it in the past as a science fiction film just because of the – well, the science fiction part of it is the, the machine that Tesla builds, right? Get correct. I mean, but, and, and that, that would – it's controversial. Yeah, it's controversial. The science fiction realm. For me, it's a, it's a mystery thriller. Yeah. I mean, with undertones of science fiction, I mean. Yeah. Shroud and mystery, the whole story is a magic trick. It is. Boom. The, the thriller aspect, I mean, it's very, I mean, well, again. Oh, it is. Someone gets buried alive and <laughs> someone's wife kills herself and someone else's wife dies and someone time. else gets shot it's in the hand time. and in the stomach and someone's hanged. Yeah. All about. A magic trick. I mean, it's it's a dark film. It's very dark. Um, but you're right. I mean, uh, the sci-fi element to it. I mean, yeah. he's literally transporting himself across the room and making right. explode himself. himself. So himself. I suppose that as an element, yeah. it's hard. It's a bit of a chameleon in that way. It is. Yeah, it's interesting to think about that. Um, I wanted to do our cram de la cram round and to see. Sure. I think I think we can do it for three three people. Okay. I think. Christopher Nolan, yeah. is this his creme de la creme? We'll get into it. Okay. Hugh Jackman, is this his creme de la creme? Okay. And, of course, Christian Bale, is this his creme okay. de la creme? Okay. And perhaps we start off with Christopher Nolan. Okay. Now, on the, on the fine film um, Instagram page, we did a little while ago when Tenet came out. Yes, which we saw together. Which we saw together. Great. Popcorn. 
with our lovely partners. The lovely partners. Shout out to our shout partners. Shout out to our partners. <laughs> um, it was it was great. It was the first time we went to the cinemas after after the lockdown. I know. After fine film. After fine film. Yeah, after fine film happened. Um, that sparked a bit of a bit of a bit of a known week for us oh, on the yeah. fine film channel oh, to yeah. to pinpoint what are his top ten films. We did a top ten. Top ten known films. I believe he's done ten or eleven. Eleven, I believe. Yeah. Uh, follow- we didn't include following just because. We had to. We wanted to stick with ten, which makes it a little easier. I mean, it's a top it makes ten. It a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, looking at Christopher Nolan and his career, okay, and now we were going to figure out is the prestige his crammed on the cram? Okay. Um, when we did the top ten countdown, we had the prestige sitting at number two. We did, as in his second best film. We did, followed by The Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, yes. No, well, Dark Knight was number one. Dark Knight was number one. Yeah. Sorry. Prestige followed the that. Prestige followed that. Um, where do you place the Prestige at the moment? Do you want me to give you a quick rundown of all these films? So I think I can remember the order we gave them. Yeah. All right. From top to bottom, top being best to, and I'm not going to use the word worst, to, the, you know, the- There's no, there's no, there is no worst. Yeah. There's no bad. The yeah. lowest ranking member on this list. I believe it was The Dark Knight. Followed by the Prestige. Let me get it. I'll get it up. up. That way we can uh, we can see. I'm pretty sure it goes where we had it at. Dark Knight, Prestige, Batman Begins, Interstellar. No, Batman Begins was like three, I think. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so the Dark Knight. Oh, sorry, Prestige. My bad. Batman Begins. Yeah. Interstellar. uh, Inception. Inception. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Memento. Memento or Tenet? Memento. Memento. Tenet. Tenet the Dark Rises. Rises Insomnia. Insomnia. So, I have a bonus <laughs> with you. Here we go. I've been waiting for a while to say this as well. I don't agree with that top 10. <laughs> go on. For the most part, it stays pretty still. It's rather rigid. Okay. I watched Tenet again Here after you and I saw it. And for those of you who had the luxury of seeing Tenet, it, it, it's an awesome movie. <laughs> It's certainly a visual spectacle. It is. It was an experience and we saw it in IMAX. It was fun. Which for me is really the only way to see Tenet. It demands to see... It, it needs to be seen in IMAX. It needs to be seen in IMAX. Definitely. I then went and re-watched The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and you're and like, it was so good. <laughs> it was great. I mean, the Dark Knight Rises was not without its faults. Yeah. It's certainly nowhere near as good as The Batman Begins. But it's still a And Batman obviously Batman. not as good as The Dark Knight. No. But Tenet... Maybe Nolan's most impressive film as far as mm. abstract things sort of pulled together and this crazy yeah. story ideas and, and ideas and ideas. Look on camera, yeah. Insane, yeah, right? Yeah. Perhaps too radical. Yeah. So much to the point that for the first 50 minutes of the film, John David Washington's character is here, there, there, suddenly he's in Italy, I'm here, <laughs> knows her, gets along well with sight with Sato. Like yeah. All these things just happen to maneuver and yeah, yeah. It's, it's well acted. The pacing's like really, The pacing's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous, yeah. And you know, people whinge about the sound mixing and stuff. You know what? That doesn't really bother me. I mean, I thought, I, I thought it was quite cool. It just too much happened too quickly. Mm. Yeah. And it fell with, with, a, with a concept as abstract as that whole. I mean, yeah. they, they deal with the time dilation in Distella. Yeah, That's yeah. sort of really sort of like subtle and beautiful way yeah, yeah. this is just yeah th- this is this is crossing the divide which again is fine yeah, yeah but i think it was 
too abstract mm-hmm. and try to do too much and then try to explain it all really quickly at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like verbally in a conversation, I think it's between yeah. Robert Patterson's character when he's trying to explain that, oh, no, don't you understand the whole concept of, you know, the, the temporal pincer and whatnot. This is what it is. Figure yeah, it, it out. Figure it quick, out quick, now. Quick, cool, quick. quickly. You've got to go. Yeah. So for that reason, it's back up. It, the, the Dark Knight Rises leaps. Yeah. Um, you and I also battled, again, more on the Nolan topic, about <laughs> whether to rank Inception and Interstellar higher. Yeah. I really batted for Interstellar to be higher. I was I was on the other foot. I was trying to say that Inception's better than this style, but to your point. I've also changed my mind and I do think that Interstellar is probably better. Interstellar hit you in the feels a lot more. I mean, for Inception, yeah. for Inception's That's revolutionary so film, yeah. certainly. Again, we're not saying that any of these films are bad. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're picking between oh, the yeah. stars. The here. stars, yeah. Uh, Interstellar just had that, that, that more human yeah. element to it. Yeah. Anyway, so looking back to what we're here for, the prestige. The prestige. For me, it still remains firmly true. Yeah. In that I think, and biases, <laughs> being a massive Batman fan, The Dark Knight is still my favourite movie of all time. Of course. But from a more objective note, yeah. I mean, one, it's the best Batman film ever. Yeah. It's the best superhero film ever. The That's performance true. of Heath Ledger yeah. as the Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Academy Award winning and justifiably. Yeah. Um, Gary Oldman. I mean, it's Jim Gore. I mean... So good. It's just the, the film is there's spectacular. So much. Yeah. There's not. There's no. There's nothing I would ever change about the Dark yeah. Knight. It, it is. It is the perfect film in my eyes. Yeah. If it, for, for, for no one to accomplish that, to make a film like that, extraordinary is insane. Extraordinary. Yeah. And I mean, he got to do it with three Batman films, right? And that alone in itself is like an achievement. Ah, that's the creme de la creme. That is, that is yeah, to be trusted with things. I mean, it's, as everyone knows, it's a very sensitive topic, yeah. and you know, there's a massive fa- fan base out there. Myself, yeah. yourself included. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got so I got too excited. <laughs> and so excited. I do, and you know, it, it, it took courage to take it on. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Warner Brothers took a big jump on him after Memento. They did. He nailed it. Yeah. With Batman Begins and Christian, obviously. <laughs> And for me, it's still number one. <laughs> I mean, Batman Begins also sensational in so many ways. Yeah. But the prestige is just that something different. I can't have two Batman films phenomenal one, as one and two. Yeah. I, I just can't. That's true. Uh, if any, it's unfortunate because the success of two. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my it sort of you know cannibalizes how much I love part one. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like true. the prestige is just so unique and so different and so well done. Yeah. The pacing, the time, like it's jumps, phenomenal. The, reveal, the film being you the said it before. There was one hundred and forty-six time jumps. Crazy. And I didn't feel weirded out. Or no, it made sense. You're like, okay, he's there. He's there. This is what's happening. It's crazy. Take note, tenant. <laughs> Take note, Take tenant. Note of the prestige, Take that, tenant. tenant. <laughs> no offense, Chris. I still love you. Yeah, it's a tough one. It I, you? I think, I think I agree with you. Um, I think I do keep it at number two. And for the same reasons as you, I love Batman. <laughs> and look, for me, The Dark Knight, it's amazing. I love it. I've watched The Dark Knight films, you know, Bambi and Dark Knight, everything. I watched it so many times over the years, so many times. But the one that I keep going back to is Batman Begins. You love Batman I love Begins. Batman Begins. I know that you do. I know that you also happen to love Liam Neeson as well. I love Liam Neeson. <laughs> I know that you do. I know that you love Liam Neeson. The whole, you know, the montage of him training with him. As Raz. It's you know, as Raz and everything like that. All of that just comes together. The origin story 
and the payoff. Yeah, yeah I, I know. It, it's. I just love going back to that. I, I love seeing that origin story. I love seeing that. And I'm sure we'll do a Batman Begins podcast at one point. Most certainly we will. Um, but for that, that you know, for that alone, I think Batman Begins probably sits somewhere at the top for me. It has to. And it's interchangeable. Like you said, I could probably put Batman Begins and The Dark Knight together and I'll have the prestige. As he's outside of Batman, I think the prestige is his, uh, is his best friend. Certainly. Um, but again, not his creme de la creme. No, not just yet. Unfortunately, yeah, not, not just yet. Sorry, Nolan. So close. <laughs> very so close, close. Very close. So far, very close. close. Um, let's jump over to our, our main man, Hugh Jackman. He's done a lot of films. He has. Yes. Let me just give you a quick, quick little rundown. Okay. And you tell me what his creme de la creme is. Okay. <laughs> and and I think I know that you're going to pick an X Men film. <laughs> uh, no, I, okay, go on. I, but if you do pick an X Men film, which is which is probably going to happen, you, you need to pick the X Men film as well. Okay. So you can't just say Wolverine. Okay. Well, okay, what is the question though? Is the question what is my favorite film that person has starred in, or what I think is their best performance? You can give me both answers. So you can give me what you think his creme de la creme is, as in when you think you Jack, okay. this is who he is for you. But you can also admit that this is probably his best performance. My favorite film that he's been in is The Prestige. Ooh. Yeah. At the end of the day, while I swordfish, please <laughs> don't even go there. That movie you only watch for Holly Berry. Yeah, it's fucking awful as well. Um, we can debate that in your life, but it is, it is awful. Um, I also the Prestige. I think it's his best. I think it's my favorite film that he's been in. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm tempted to say any of the X Men films of Wolverine <laughs> for me, and I think for everyone, he will always be Wolverine. I mean, he's the longest standing yeah. superhero actor of all time. To ever do it, yeah, to ever do it. Times, yeah. Um, pissed off when I got to see him in the in the you know, the suit. That oh, that would have been great. With the, that would have been great. His best performance, maybe Les Misérables. Yeah, that was. A I mean, it was though. really good. He probably should have got him. Did he get? He did get nominated. He did get nominated for that. Yeah. He could have probably won it. He could have won it's that. Probably a tough year. He was phenomenal in that. Yeah. Obviously, he's great in the Prestige. Prisoners. Danny Villeneuve. Oh, I know that you love Villeneuve. His performance in that's really good. Awesome. Again, that is probably in the top three of my favorite films that he has done. Yeah. True. Great performance. Yeah. Like aggressive, but like listen, I mean, he's the boy from Oz. He's the let, 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 let's not forget where he began. Wait, you're not going to select Australia as his best film? As his creme de la creme? Oh, wow. Baz, How disrespectful of you, mate. Sorry, Baz. Um, I might, yeah, I think I'll, I'll stick with The Prestige and okay. maybe The Miserable as his best performance yeah. to date. But when you when someone says Hugh Jackman, what do you think? You think I think Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. But that's always the danger when you make, I mean, you ask most people who's Christian Bale and they say Batman. Batman. Robert Downey Jr.? I mean, yeah. I mean, Sherlock you, Holmes, yeah. right? <laughs> Another great film. Great. Now, Christopher Nolan could have done really well. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Similar um, time period. Exactly. Maybe that's the parallel, but he would have yeah. nailed that film, by the way. That's true. Make it gritty. Make it oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Nolan, if you're listening, <laughs> your next project. Sherlock Holmes 3. Yeah. Hit us up. We'll be yeah. your new Jonah. If Guy Ridge is still into, you know, living and happy. That's great. Okay. Uh, and the last one? Um, well, first of all, I think I agree with you. Okay. I think he's, he's the Wolverine. 
He always will be. That's his creme de la creme. You see that? You think that's it? That's his creme de la creme. But I think his performance in the Prestige is number one. I think Prisoners is probably better. Oh, okay. I really like his performance, Prisoners. I think that's it's outstanding. Great. It I is think, great. I think he could have gotten an Oscar for that. Really? Yeah. What year did that come out? Uh, prisoners. I'm gonna say 2013. Yeah. Fuck, I'm good. Yeah. Fuck, I'm so good. Fuck, I'm good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who who won the Academy Award for you. So who was nominated for Best Actor? Tell me. Best Actor nominees, 2013. Who do you think it was? 2013. Oh well, it's it's Hugh Jackman at for Les Mis. Me? Well, okay. Well, there you go. He had a strong Dan, year. Dan Lewis Lincoln. Uh Dan, Denzel Washington Flight. Yeah, nice. Joaquin the Master, Bradley Cooper, Silver Linings Playbook. I mean, what a stacked fucking year. <laughs> what the a master. stacked fucking year. It should have been Deku Phoenix. Yeah, PTA. PTA. Shout <laughs> oh, out to PTA. The Master's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's a masterpiece. Hugh, we love you. You're a great actor. Yeah. But that's a tough. That was, yeah, that was something special. Year. That's a tough year. So, so you were saying, so for you- Prisoners. Prisoners, okay. I think his, his performance to that is amazing. Lem is, yes. Yeah. But I think Prisoners is a lot more fleshed out uh, character. It's great. It's a whole movie. I think he does a phenomenal job. He does. But I love him with the prestige. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's great. It's so good. The film is so good, damn it. Like, it's I mean, just yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, we needed to get into Christian Bale's The Crown Dollar Crown. Of course. Um. Obviously, he is the Batman. <laughs> he is, um, amongst other things. But quickly, I'll, I'll have a quick look at his um, filmography. There's a fair few movies there to chew through. There's a fair few movies. Um, any that kind of jump out to you in terms of you've never seen him better than that? Man, I mean, <laughs> he's done so many. The Machinist. Look, he's my favorite actor. And I'll go on the record saying that too. <laughs> the Fighter. The Fighter was amazing. Batman was amazing. American Hustle. American Hustle was amazing. Jeez, the Big the Prestige Short. Prestige is amazing. The Big Short's very good. Mm. I mean, it was like Ford versus Vice. Ferrari. I didn't love it, but it was good. It was good. Vice, when he plays Dick Cheney. Oh. I mean, scary transformation. American Psycho. I might uh, watch that tonight, actually. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's great. Um, God, he's done so many good films. He's done some... I mean... He hasn't done a bad film. He personally is good in everything. Yeah. He's just so gifted. Um, so unbelievably committed to what he does. You have to just marvel at him. Yeah. And while I love to sit here, okay, my favorite performance, obviously, <laughs> as Bruce Wayne in The Dark as Bruce. Night, but his best performance. Yeah. Maybe the fighter. What are you tossing it in between, like the fighter? I don't know, and man. I mean, I thought he was fucking good in as uh, Dick Cheney in Vice. He was. I, I mean, was again, really role. convincing. He played a similar role in Vice, I think, to American Hustle. Like yeah. the fat guy, the mannerisms yeah. were all very nonchalant. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Whereas, like the that. fighter was just so twacked out, and it's not him. It's not. It's That's just a different crazy. Person. Like it's a, a crazy person. person. Yeah, that was just. Added. He won the Academy Award for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, man, that was awesome. I think that probably has to be it his has best to one. Be his. Yeah. It, 
There's so There's many so good many. films. Like, he's just so excellent. Like, oh, God. But I mean, like, American Psycho, what a fucking role. Is oh, it? awesome. And that really put him on the map. It did. Like, for me, that got him Batman. Bateman? I think Batman. so. Yeah, yeah. I think that got him the role. Yeah. I think it certainly I threw him so. into the running. I know that Jake Gyllenhaal was up for the role. Oh, so many, uh, so many guys. So many guys were running for it. Yeah. I reckon seeing him even when he's, you know, Lying yeah. down in the chat, but you're like, well, that guy's Bruce Wayne. Show us that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so real. I mean, that, that's him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna land on the fighter for his best role and my favorite, The Dark Knight, but for selfish reasons. Selfish reasons. You? I agree with that. I agree with that. I think uh, you can't. You really can't go past the fighter because I remember you know, I did a little uh, acting class back in the day. <laughs> Your heyday. My heyday. Yeah. And I remember the. Um, the acting teacher asking us who our favorite actor is and what was a favorite, uh, favorite performance. And okay. I remember saying Christian Bale as a fighter. Really? And he was like, why? And yeah. I remember using those exact same words. Uh, it's because that's not him. He's actually a different person in that film. Um, so I think I have to stick with that. Yeah. Stick with that. Yeah. He's just so good in it, but it's, it's fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah. I think vice is really good. I think. I didn't love vice so as a movie. I loved his performance. I just really liked his performance. Yeah. Like, and he Movie, just, movie's good. He's a crazy actor. He gains yeah. so much weight, loses weight. Apparently he's locking that up, which is understandable after 20 oh. years or so going, you know, to yeah. two complete extremes. His body would be fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it's, it's a tough one. But it I think, is. Of course. He's our Batman. He will always be he's our Batman. He's the Bruce Wayne. Um, or the Robert we are rooting for you. Don't worry. we got your back. Sure, Robbie Pattinson. Yeah. We're coming for you, baby. Big shout out. This one's for uh, Robert Pattinson <laughs> listening, just, you know, in your off time. <laughs> this one's for you, buddy. Um, but, yeah, I think that's Christian Bale. I'm sure we'll get I into a so. lot of his movies. Absolutely. At a later date. Um, Perhaps on his birthday, that, we'll, uh, we'll tuck into oh, a Christian Bale we should do like a, film a fest. Bale birthday <laughs> video. That's it's great. the dream birthday. I like that. Um, bring it back to the prestige. Yep. Such a great film. It is. It's... It's it's just such a well thought out <laughs> yeah. film. Um, the whole film's a magic trick. It is. You know, Noel sets you up from the start. He tells you this is what it is. You don't want to see it. You don't want to know it. You want to be entertained. Be, yeah. You want to be entertained. You want to be fooled. Um, great performances. Great fucking cast. Christian Bale, Hugh <laughs> yeah. Jackman, Michael Caine. Yeah. David Bowie, Andy Serkis, Scarlett Johansson, Rebecca Hall. God. You know, Noel actually put his own kid to play, um, I think it's Rebecca Hall's son. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, that's 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 a little Nolan right there. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a little Nolan. Big shoes to fill, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very big shoes. Right, to kid. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Imagine being Nolan's son. The dream. <laughs> you just get to watch all. You're gonna think of all these movies. Yeah, you get to meet all these great actors. Oh, Michael Caine's your grandpa. <laughs> it's great. Um, it's an amazing film. Absolutely. Um, do you think we, we skipped any scenes or anything we wanted to mention? Um, we did a pretty thorough breakdown. We, we did. I mean, we, we certainly went through it in, in great detail. You know what I do love? Michael Caine describing what drowning is like. At the start of the film, he says, yeah. a man once described what drowning was. He said he was like going home. He says that to oh, comfort Angia. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, because Angia is now like, Oh, I don't care about drowning. I'm gonna kill my kill myself in a tank. I'm gonna drown myself essentially because yeah. it's like going home. Yeah. 
He doesn't yeah, care that he's going to sacrifice himself. Nice and then Michael Caine tells him later on, I lied. It's the worst pain imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so fucked. But yeah. I love that line because he, like, he tells him this lie because obviously he loses his wife that way and then like brings her back later. And Angie uses that as like, a, well, like I guess if I have to kill myself, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to go in this really subtle way. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm going to drown myself. I'm going to go home. Yeah, I'm going to go home. Yeah, surprise. It's awful. It was Michael Caine. He fucked <laughs> it. He got the ultimate payback in the prestige, actually. Yeah. Question. Did Michael Caine give... Angier, sorry, bought him the tip off about yeah. Angier? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he saw what Angier became. He saw what Angier became. Um, he wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty, which was a great line. It is. Great line. It is. It's just a, yeah, tremendous film. It's it one of my favorite films of all time. It is. Um, arguably one of Nolan's best films. Um, In well, our opinion, his second best film second ever. Second best film ever. Um, just, just great. Great performances all around. Um, yeah. We just fucking love it. It's a classic. This, this one's for you, the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see. Um, oh, I'm loving, cool. again, I'm loving these, by the way. This is great. Yeah, it's pretty nice, yeah. I mean, the, the Hollywood poster just, for me, is so perfect. It's gorgeous. It is. And I'd love gorgeous. to talk to that at some point soon. <laughs> Definitely. Um, um, yeah, there'll, there'll be some, uh, you know, different movies up there from time to time. You know, a bit of a switch sure. up maybe in a couple yeah. of months. I'll bring my uh, Tarantino book next time when we uh, great. We'll talk about this film. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on the prestige? Oh, look, I mean, I think we've gone through it pretty thoroughly, but yeah. obviously an amazing film. Yeah. One of our favorites for obvious reasons. And I would say to anyone who hasn't had the chance to watch it yet. Uh, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first of all, <laughs> quick up here. Come Show back. this scene first because do not watch this yeah, podcast, no. but it, it is extraordinary. extraordinary. It's honestly a work of art and I'd implore anyone to watch it yeah. again and again and again and again. again. You'll, you'll get so much more out of it the more you watch you it. You'll pick up on little things. Um, tremendous film. Absolutely. Great. Stefano, thank you for being on the podcast. Mate, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. It was a blast. Um, great to finally do this. I know. A, being a fine film alumni. It's good to get back into yeah. the game. And uh, for all those hungry fans out there waiting, awaiting your next video. Um, it's coming. It's coming, baby. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. I would like to go out with a quote. Are you watching this? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, guys. Man. Thanks, man. Thanks, Stefano.